promise, Lord, never again. But I also know that you know what a weak-willed person I am. I'm a wonderful person. As we work together with him, we urge you also not to accept the grace of God in vain. For he says, in an acceptable time, I have listened to you. And on a day of salvation, I have helped you. See, now is the acceptable time. See, now is the day of salvation. We are putting no obstacle in anyone's way, so that no fault may be found with our ministry. But as servants of God, we have commended ourselves in every way through great endurance and afflictions, hardships, calamities, beatings, imprisonments, riots, labors, sleepless nights, hunger, by purity, knowledge, patience, kindness, holiness of spirit, genuine love, truthful speech, and the power of God, with the weapons of righteousness for the right hand and for the left, in honor and dishonor, in ill repute and good repute. We are treated as impostors and yet are true, as unknown and yet are well known, as dying and see. We are alive, as punished and yet not killed, as sorrowful, yet always rejoicing, as poor, yet making many rich, as having nothing and yet possessing everything. We have spoken frankly to you, Corinthians. Our heart is wide open to you. There is no restriction in our affections, but only in yours. In return, I speak as to children. Open wide your hearts also. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, I have to apologize first because I thought it went to uh, verse 15 rather than uh, verse 13 uh, as I was looking ahead in the week. And so I'm glad I caught it uh, when I was trying to figure out how the text really has to do with what it has to do with uh, the theme for the week. The theme of trust, I think, is what the theme is, trusting in God. And, and in some ways, you, you step back from this text and you wonder, what does it have to do with Job? What does it have to do with what we'll be seeing tomorrow with our gospel reading? But I think in part, this has everything to do with trust in God. You read this and you think that Paul is doing his greatest hits, that Paul is talking about how awesome he is, uh, how much he uh, has done for God. And yet what he's saying most truthfully to us is that he has placed his trust in God, knowing that God will use him through thick and thin, through what is good and what is bad. And he makes this whole list and, and talks about, he says, but as servants of God, we've commended ourselves in every way, meaning we've, we've offered up ourselves in a particular way uh, through great endurance, meaning continuing, continuing to, to keep going. And then lists a whole bunch of things, afflictions, hardships, calamities, beatings, imprisonments, riots, labor, sleepless nights, hunger. This whole list of things which he is accounted of him in Acts, which is accounted for quite a number of the uh, members of the early church, plus the church on down through the ages, especially pre-Constantine, uh, when, when it was illegal to be Christian, basically, where, where you had to hide your faith uh, or, or be, be subject to being killed. And then he adds in purity and knowledge and patience and kindness, holiness of spirit, genuine, genuine love, truthful speech, and the power of God, where he's almost listing the, the fruits of the spirit, right? That, that through all of that pain, also though then he's, he's clung to the work that the spirit is doing within him that has come out of him through his work. 
with weapons of righteousness for the right hand and for the left, meaning that he's armed well, he's protected, he has a shield and a sword um, um, covering him, the righteousness being from God, in honor and dishonor, in ill repute and good repute, meaning that whether he's honored by some or he's dishonored, and, and remember in Second Corinthians, this is him writing to the church that he helped found, that he loves to death and they've rejected him, they, they've decided to not honor him. We are treated as impostors and yet are true. Sort of a, a little knife into the soft skin of what was happening uh, there with, um, with the Corinthians. As unknown and yet are well known, as dying in sea, we are alive as punished and yet not killed. Meaning, you know, he's been very close to death many, many times, and yet he's he's survived. God has been with him. He, he's trusting that God will continue to be with him. A sorrowful yet always rejoicing. That's a difficult one, right? That's, a, that's where trust in God comes in, where we can be hit with the most despair, the most heartache, the most pain. And yet the trust that we have in God is that through that, God will carry us, right? As poor, yet making many rich. I love that. I love that phrase, yet poor, yet making many rich. In the sense of, it harkens back to the, the text in, I think it's Acts 4, Acts 3 or 4, where uh, um, Peter and John heal the cripple outside the temple. And they say, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, stand up and walk. Uh, this, this sense of, as preachers, as pastors, unlike the TV evangelists who make a lot of money, who have private jets and all that stuff, most of us are not very rich, and we're not going to get rich. We live by your graciousness. We live by your gifts, what you give for us to be able to survive, to pay our bills, to keep our families alive, to put food on our table, those sorts of things. And yet we make many rich. Paul making many rich through his writings, through his preaching, through his founding of churches. Pastors on down the line doing the same thing, handing over to us the treasures of heaven as having nothing yet possessing everything. I love that. As having nothing yet possessing everything. Meaning that although we have nothing material, oftentimes, yet, through Christ, we have everything that we need in him that everything else is nothing in comparison to him. And so we have nothing, but we have him. Do you see what I mean? So, so we have Christ. We trust in him. We hold on to him. We trust the fact that, that we are clothed by him, that we, we are his. We are covered in his righteousness. We're covered in his blood. We, we are redeemed from sin, death, and the devil. That, that everything that is going to pass away in this life, that's going to be burned up, that we are going to die and those possessions are going to be given to somebody else. All that stuff is nothing, but we have Christ, so we have everything. And so even though we could be the richest person on earth with all the goods and services we could possibly ever imagine, but we're without Christ... We have nothing, yet with Christ we have everything. Then he finally concludes and says, We have spoken frankly to you, Corinthians. Our heart is wide open to you. There is no restriction in our affections, but only in yours. In return, I speak as to children. Open wide your hearts also. Here again, he's giving that, that knife into the fleshy part of the body to say, to say to the Corinthians, I love you to death. You are my people, and you're rejecting me. You've pushed me away for these super apostles that give you nothing. I give you everything in Christ. You're saying that 
our, our desire for one another, our, our desire to care for one another, our desire to, to grow the faith of others is, is this goal. Have our affections for God, have our trust in God tied to what it is that is being done for us and in us so that we can cling to him through thick and thin, that we can cling through him when things are going well and not, but then also we can pass that on to others. Let us pray. O God of creation, eternal majesty, you preside over land and sea, sunshine and storm. By your strength, pilot us. By your power, preserve us. By your wisdom, instruct us. By your hand, protect us. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Well, church, we'll see you tomorrow with our gospel. Go in peace. Serve the Lord.